that was I remember very scary I had forgotten about that until I until I read my journal again but it was terrifying to to maybe be a failure and to to see like that this might not turn into anything and I think when I think of success at this point um it's changed a little bit where of course I can find people to work for me and I'm very lucky that I've raised money um but it's more as long as my employees and I are learning every day and um enjoying ourselves I think that that's a success so you know worst case scenario everything crumbles starts crumbling down tomorrow we will have had a really successful two years because we were learning and, and enjoying ourselves and I think that's what's the point of life otherwise right Fearless and Successful Podcast is hosted by Coach D. That is me. <laughs> Designed for change makers just like you. As a coach, activator of human potential, and freedom architect, I have one mission with this podcast to inspire you to dream big, plan for success, and impact the world. I love all things mindset, money, and manifestation. So I will be sharing my favorite tips and tricks to help you activate your infinite potential by taking aligned and inspired action. You can also expect fearless stories from leaders around the world who designed life and business on their own terms. If we can do it, so can you. If you're ready, my fearless friend, let's get this party started. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, fearless people. We have a kickoff with beautiful Lizzie Hurwitz from Florida. Welcome. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited for this topic because I think that's something that we never discussed on this podcast. And I think now more than ever, we are when the society and humanity is like kind of uh, waking up. Um, I think this is going to be such a timely conversation to talk about sustainability in business. But before we get into the nitty gritty, I would just love to introduce you. So Lizzie is a founder and CEO of Finch. So tell us a little bit, how did you go about the idea of starting Finch and what initially, initially led to, um, you know, sustainability in business? Sure. I was able to live off the grid when I was 16 years old. I had an opportunity to live in a place that was only run on solar panels, wind generators, et cetera. And I realized like many people, unlike many people who really were introduced to climate change with wildfires and droughts and all these scary images, I saw the solution for climate change before I fully understood the problem. And this was an incredibly meaningful experience for me. And since then have really dedicated my life to really mitigating climate change in the private sector. So I went to Yale to go get my MBA and my master's in environmental management. And after that, I worked at Unilever uh, on their supply chain team and then on their sustainability team. And while I was there, something interesting started happening in my personal life. I began to get a ton of questions from family and friends and generally my community about how they could reduce their own footprint. So, you know, I just bought the sunscreen or these ingredients, toxic or non-toxic, or uh, I just had a baby. What, what types of products do I need to buy, et cetera? And I realized that not only did I not have all the answers, but I didn't know where to look online because there was 
you know, wonky academic papers, which aren't meant for normal people to read, but based in science. And then on the other side, we have these blogs that are well-intentioned, but say things like eco-friendly, all natural words that are not really meaningful or based in any type of science. And so I started a newsletter aiming to distill this type of information and really fell in love with, with the newsletter. I left Unilever simultaneously to go work for a, a small startup and just loved entrepreneurship, taking a company from inception to scale and realized right at the beginning of the pandemic that this newsletter could really become a full-time opportunity. And so that's how Finch was born. And we've evolved into a platform that decodes products environmental impacts to help consumers make better decisions. Wow, so inspiring. Um, I love the stories when when it's actually a demand, like it's like, hey, there is a call from your people um, to get into the business, right? And then because you had this passion, you started a newsletter. And I want to get into more of a strategy so people understand like, okay, this was an inspired action. I started a newsletter and now this became a business. Tell us a little bit about how did you go about the idea? Oh, I want to start a newsletter. And how did you actually gather uh, the subscribers to the newsletter? Sure. The newsletter was never in my wildest dreams supposed to become a full-time job. Um, it was really, I, I posted very infrequently. I, I think I had a new topic each month and my goal was to write, um, to write about something differently each month. And that was manageable for me with a full-time job and a lot of other things going on. So started that and and honestly in the very beginning it was thanks to my mom and all of her friends to be honest it was a lot of like 16 thank you mom <laughs> yeah it was a lot of like older women and men who um i think what's interesting is we when we think of sustainability we think this is such a gen z um you know issue or even maybe millennials but there are a lot of older people particularly in the boomer phase who i think are extremely concerned and really care about this um mm -hmm. And so interestingly, my newsletter base was really those people. And because it was a part-time opportunity, I wouldn't even call it a job. I never really worried about the subscriber base. I just loved being able to write about it. And then what would happen is every time someone would ask me for another question, as I got further along in the newsletter, I would, I would either say, okay, I'm going to write that for, you know, my February newsletter, or I would say I wrote about this six months ago. So you can refer to this, to this email, as opposed to sort of reinventing the wheel every time. I never, what's interesting, I think about my specific journey is that I never imagined starting my own company. Um, it was just not on my radar screen. It was not something I thought that I was interested in. I was imagining to spend my whole career at a place like Unilever. Um, and when that happened, I'm sure many listeners can relate. You know, sometimes you build up this idea in your head for years and years. And then when it actually happens, it's not all it was cracked up to be. Mm -hmm, and that's mm -hmm. kind of what happened at Unilever. Unilever is a fantastic company, but it just didn't work with, with me. And so I got there, I spent three years there trying to make it into this dream that I had thought about and it just wasn't. And so it wasn't that I was craving to work for a startup, but I was just basically looking at a blank slate of figuring out where, where to go next. That working at the startup kind of fell into my lap um, through, through some friends of mine and I completely fell in love with entrepreneurship. I love the idea that there's zero monotony every single day. You're dealing with different challenges and issues. You're learning so much. Um, and still, you know, two years into Finch that I found that to be true. I've never had two similar days. 
Yes, I love that. Um, I think that a lot of people are, you know, who are listening, of course, they are entrepreneurs, business owners, and they're thinking like, oh, I can so resonate with that. Like no two days are alike. And I just want to commend you for that because sometimes we think that, you know, uh, when we are even starting our business, it has to be with some, some, some certainty. There is no certainty in business and that's what makes it so lively, right? It's so much fun. Yeah. I mean, I, what's interesting, I think, and I, I think probably all founders deal with this is I have an expertise in sustainability, but my day-to-day at Finch barely touches sustainability. And I've become, you know, I've become really knowledgeable about legal contracts and fundraising and, you know, all these different areas. Um, Building I, relationships. <laughs> exa- exactly. Building relationships, networking that don't really have to do with what we're serving in terms of Finch. Of course, I'm learning about sustainability every single day, but um, that's not really part of my job to the extent that it that it has been. And it's been a really nice change. Yeah. Like really, yeah, as a CEO and being that visionary, like really um, tackling the things that are maybe not in forefront. Um, yeah, sometimes it's, it's like, yeah, that's so good. And we're going to talk about mission and vision of your of Finch, but just want to make a point here, what you said. Um, I just love this because in any kind of business that we are, that is, you know, a movement forward, I think it's so important to listen to your audience, what they are saying and what you did with newsletter is so good because you were listening. Hey, I want to know about this topic. I'm going to include this into my next newsletter because what what that creates is it creates actually what they want and need. And you don't need to actually like, oh, what, what do I need to post? What do I need to um, write? You are writing based on what they're saying that they, they, want, they want. So market research is so important. Exactly. And it was also a combination. It was, it started out just talking about general topics. I think my first one was about ocean plastics and how this issue of plastic straws came to be. And then I would talk about, you know, why we have freezing cold winters, but climate change is still happening because, you know, climate change is this interesting topic where we've gotten to the point, I think, where a lot of normal people who are really smart are too embarrassed to ask the very simple questions that they don't fully understand. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to be that source of no question is stupid. Um, Let's like start from the beginning so that everybody has that base level knowledge. But then it really turned into, there's so much greenwashing out there and so much misinformation. People didn't know what impact um, their actions were having, if any, right? There was no way to really quantify, okay, if I'm a vegan for a day, is that the same as offsetting a flight across the country or anything like that? And so I really wanted to put that power back into the consumer's hands of, you know, you don't need to spend 20 minutes or a day researching this online, just come to us and we'll be your, your source for that. And that really started with the newsletter. Wow. So really a vault. Um, so tell us like if my five-year-old would listen to this and she would ask, what is sustainability? How would you, how would you explain? Oh, that's such a good question. So sustainability in my eyes is living in a way that doesn't, that meets your needs, but doesn't compromise the needs of our future generations. Oh, wow. So, so good. And that's basically the definition. I I didn't say it word for word, but that's basically the definition from the UN from the 80s. 
Um, I believe we might have to fact check that it might be earlier than that, but it's essentially, you know, it's, it's not anything specific about, oh, this has this type of plastic or this will be used forever because every single physical product has trade-offs, you know, in our, um, in our rating system, no product will ever get a 10 out of 10 because by making something physical from our natural resources, we are depleting the earth in some way. And it's sort of just a scale of how much we're doing that. And if it's able to really sustain future generations and future ways of living. My next question, this just popped into my, what, what does digital age brings in terms of sustainability? Is it helping us or we are making it worse? That's a really good question. And I could answer that in so many different ways. I think what first comes to mind is this, this juxtaposition of, you know, Finch has a tiny footprint. We started our company completely re remotely. Um, we, we continue to be remote after almost two years and we're not making any physical products. Everything we do is completely on the internet. So in many ways, that's fantastic. Um, we're not, you know, spending a lot on, on travel or manufacturing or anything like, or really anything on manufacturing. But on the other hand, you know, the internet has a huge footprint and these data centers are extremely uh, detrimental to climate change in many ways. And so I think it's important to, well, if you have the option of doing something in person versus over the internet, nine times out of 10, it's better to do it on the internet, but there still is are implications with that. I think the other way to answer that is just in terms of the digital age, we're able to access so much more information than we ever were before. And that's increasing every single day. And so because of that aspect, it's it's helped Finch significantly. Finch wouldn't be able to do this if if we weren't so technologically advanced, because I mean, if the if you know the world weren't so technologically advanced, because we're able to, you know use machine learning and scrape data off of the internet and do all these things that really weren't as possible as they are today, even 10 years ago. Yeah, that makes sense. I love that. Um, it's really simple and to, to understand. Yeah, I, I really like that. Uh, why I asked this? Because I had a conversation with a friend um, about, especially for older generation, I think it's like still, we are going back to networking and this past two years, we were used to use social media and create contacts on, contacts on LinkedIn and Instagram and blah, blah, all this good stuff. And now it's like, okay, we're going back in real time, real life. And people are demanding business cards. What is your take on that? I was like, what? It, it is funny, you know, there are so many, like, I do find that that's a real generational thing. Um, I have, I actually used to collect business cards, which is so funny. I have like millions of them at my home where I grew up in Cleveland. Um, and now I wouldn't even think of using that for any particular purpose. It's just like, everything is on my computer. I have all my contacts there. I don't need to memorize anything. Um, and even if I lose something, a simple Google search should find that, right? And so I think that's, it's so funny that that's really evolved, but I even see, you know, my parents still have their um, address book that's physical and their calendar that they write exactly what they did. And I think there are, 
there's some things that we lose in this age. Like, you know, my parents are able to go back four years and figure out what they did on January 12th, you know, 2017. That's very cool. And that's something that I would, I don't really have. Um, but I think generally, um, generally it's been, it's been good. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, so in terms of, of vision and where Finch is where Finch is now and where you're going, tell us a little bit about that. Like what is exciting that um, you will be doing and who are the like ideal customers and ideal people to connect with Finch? So right now we're really excited about our browser extension that was just launched a couple of weeks ago. Um, you can go to our website and download it on onto Firefox or to Chrome. We have essentially rated 85 categories and over 100,000 products. And so when you're shopping on Amazon, you type in, you know, Dove body wash and we'll show you, okay, this gets a X out of 10. Um, I don't know this score off the top of my head. Um, if you're interested in, in making better decisions, here are three alternatives for body washes that we recommend. So that is really exciting because we're going to learn so much. We're still so early on that we're, we're in this learning phase. We're going to see how consumers are reacting, what they're willing to switch purchases on. We'll, we'll see a lot of brand loyalty patterns, I imagine, where, you know, with toilet paper, maybe people won't care about the, the brand that they buy, but with shampoo, when they really have a specific type of hair, that's something that they might be less willing to switch on. So I, I'm excited to gain all this data. I think that's sort of our short-term excitement that's going on right now is, is to do that. Long-term, we're really trying to be what I call the nerd wallet for sustainability. So nerd wallet is this fantastic company that um, gives all information for personal finance. So if you have any questions about what credit card you should buy or what type of mortgage makes the most sense, you Google that NerdWallet is one of the first things that pops up. Um, it's NerdWallet and it's, it's just, it's a fantastic resource. There is nothing like that that exists in the sustainability space. Um, when you, I mean, probably Deanna, for you, you had, you've probably had this issue. If you ever wanted to Google, you know, can I recycle this or, um, is this okay to use while pregnant, anything like that, um, you really get a real mix of information on the internet and you're not sure where to even begin and what to trust. And what happens with a lot of people is they become, they give up. They, they look for maybe five, 10 minutes. And then if it's not an easy answer, they're not going to do anything about it. And so to your question about who our customer is, it's really those people who believe in climate change, want to do something about it, but don't really have more than seven minutes to research any of it online. These are quick answers. They can trust us. Um, and you know, if they want to do a deep dive into how we're, how we're making these decisions and how we're rating these products, we have all of that information readily available. We're extremely transparent. Um, but if you're in a pinch or, or need something quickly, it also serves that purpose. What I'm hearing, um, trustworthy and time effective nerd wallet for sustainability. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so good. I love this. And yeah, wow, what an exciting vision and exciting times. I think um, it's just super, you're super focused and super clear of where, where, where we are going. Um, 
I love that. So tell me, like, what is the best way for people to to start like researching and start to you, you mentioned website? Is there any other things that people can go and check and connect? I would say our website is is the first place to start, and you should download our extension through our website. And then we're pretty active on social media, um, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter. I encourage everybody to to follow us there. The other great thing about this timing is that we're still early enough where we have a really high touch point and relationship with all of our users. And so if people email us at hey at choosefinch.com, we generally, I generally respond to them personally. I manage that inbox and um, we can really serve these people on an individual basis. So if you have a random question about some out there product that, that we haven't rated yet, it doesn't mean that we'll rate it immediately, but we at least will give you insights and, and thoughts. And so we just love the the communication and, and want our users to get to know us really well. And we want to, rather, we want to get to know our users. Oh, wow. I'm just so impressed by the, the responsiveness and customer service and how you are actually like always going back to the customers and, and their well-being and their, like, I am, I'm satisfied. That's so cool. Um, I really like that. Thank you. We're at, this, we're at this exciting stage right now where we have not scaled, right? We have only a couple thousand users at this point. And so we really have that ability to, I think I, I listened to this podcast with the, um, with the head of Airbnb, Brian Chesky, and he said that the beginning days of Airbnb were so exciting where, you know, they only had a couple of hundred users and they could really go visit each of them individually. And he knew that as you got to the millions, that wouldn't be sustainable, but you don't have to worry about that right now. And so that's sort of what I'm trying to recognize is as much as I want to become this massive company that's extremely successful, I'm trying to enjoy the time now where I can I can know all of the people using Finch and really serve them because once we serve them and have them sort of shout from the rooftops about Finch, um, then I think it will make everything else much easier. Yeah, creating those ambassadors. I love that. And one of my, I want to quote, I'm probably going to butcher this quote, but one of my uh, mentors says, or my coaches, he always says, like, we are changing the world one person at a time, starting with me and you today. Um, and it's just like, this is how you do it. And this is such a beautiful, beautiful space to be in. Um, the question that I ask all my guests, and it's like really exciting for you because you are going into this uh, fierce mode of serving and really changing and impacting the world. What was one thing that you remember when you were maybe starting or maybe even before that was like, I'm a little bit afraid of stepping into this, but I did anyway. And now in, in hindsight, you see that as a massive success. It's such great timing for asking that question because a couple of weeks ago I was at home and found an old journal of mine from I think March of 2020 so it wasn't even that long ago but given the Finch progress it it was the very beginning and I I wrote in my journal all these questions around like what if nobody wants to work for me what if we don't raise any money um what else so many um so many questions about that and um that was, I remember, very scary. I had forgotten about that until I until I read my journal again, but it was terrifying to to maybe be a failure and to to see like that this might not turn into anything. And I think when I think of success at this point, um, it's changed a little bit where, of course, I can find people to work for me and I'm very lucky that I've raised money. 
Um, but it's more, as long as my employees and I are learning every day and um, enjoying ourselves, I think that that's a success. So, you know, worst case scenario, everything crumbled, starts crumbling down tomorrow. We will have had a really successful two years because we were learning and, and enjoying ourselves. And I think that's, what's the point of life otherwise, right? Oh my God, so good. Guys, if you didn't get anything from this podcast, I want you to write this down. Enjoy the process, have fun creating the thing that you want to create and also learn along the way. I think that's the nugget. Yep. I love that. So, so good. Um, is there anything that I forgot to ask you and you were like, hey, Dee, I want to share this? I don't think so. We covered a lot. This was one of the more fun podcasts I've ever done. So thank you so much. Um, I think I think that's it. I, I would encourage anybody who's thinking about starting a company or who has an idea to really just go for it. It's, um, it's so worth it. And you know, is so enjoyable and you won't know if, if you like it or not, unless you try it. So I would encourage everybody to, to go down this path. It's been fantastic. So inspiring. I love this. And I hope to connect again with you in, I don't know, in a year or two, see what success you created. This was so inspiring, like seriously. Um, I wish you massive success and I wish you a lot of great stuff coming in 2022. And yeah, you know, Check out on all the things that you are, you're creating in the world. Thank you so much. Thank you. This was fun. Ciao. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so, 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 so much, you beautiful soul, for taking the time to jump in today and listen to this episode. I know you could be doing a gazillion other things, and I don't take this lightly. I really, truly, deeply appreciate your time and your support. And if you love this episode, please subscribe if you haven't yet and leave us a review at reviewthispodcast.com forward slash insider. Let me say this again, reviewthispodcast.com forward slash insider. You can leave a review on any device, which makes this super easy and sexy and really helps me to reach more people just like you. And with that being said, I am sending you a daily dose of vitamin D. I love you so much and I'm so grateful for you. Until next time, fearless dreamer. Mwah.